This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hey, welcome to Bustin' Balls. It's about prospects. It's about the draft. It's about the future. And what's bigger than the NFL draft? And the Lions, uh, I would say their draft uh, was unorthodox. I'm Pat Caputo along with Evan Jenkins. Don't forget to like us. Uh, check us out. Download us. Uh, Apple iTunes Store, Google Play Store, and of course, Odyssey.com. Pat Caputo, 98 on Twitter, King of the KC on Twitter, and uh, of course, the uh, 97 won the ticket uh, Twitter account and Facebook page. Now, Evan, I'm going to start it out in an unusual manner because, you know, you, I'm supposed to be like the expert and you're supposed to be the dude with me. That's okay. Great. You're the you're the moderator. You're the whatever. But I'm going to start it out a, a little bit different. What did you think of the draft? Now you've been through it. You probably screened a couple calls. You've listened to every show. You've done every podcast from the station. I what thought. Do you think of it? So the running back pick is is questionable to me. I just felt you could get that somewhere else in the draft and free agency. You can really piece that together um jack campbell i like sam laporta it might be recency bias i don't know about another iowa tight end here after we spent all last year talking about how much different this offense is without a quote-unquote pass catching tight end um hendon hooker we'll, we'll see in a year and a half <laughs> i mean um i love branch the safety i absolutely love that kid and then beyond that, Pat, it, it's fine. It's so hard. I, 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 I don't. I like the draft, except for the running back and Jameer Gibbs. And and maybe this time next year, I'll have egg on my face. But I just feel that in the NFL, you kind of already had this back in DeAndre Swift. And people will say, yes, he he is injury prone. This, that, and the other thing. But the Philadelphia Eagles, they had no problem coming and getting him. Uh, and, can I interrupt you right here? Absolutely. You have no idea what this draft is. No. The consensus of it is that people are, like, very confused. And so what I'm going to try to do today, all right, because Evan's like, you know, the everyman, right? You follow the team closely uh, and all that. And a lot of the callers, listeners, the 97 won the ticket. They, they you know, they talk about this in that term. Uh, it, it wasn't a bad draft, in my opinion. They got better. The bigger picture looks good. They got four players who can play for them right away. Uh, Gibbs, 
uh, will start. Jack Campbell will start. Um, Laporta is far better than their tight ends as a receiver. He can't block, which is something that is. You ever hear anybody say anything about Sam Laporta as a blocker? No, because he isn't. He's a, (laughs) all right. He's a, you know, but he's very good yards after the catch. He would have had great stats at Iowa, but he had like poor quarterbacks and the worst offense in the history of the Big Ten. And I'm not exaggerating. And, uh, you know, Branch is good. They needed secondary help. I don't think they got enough in this draft, but that's a good addition. He's going to be their nickelback. And, uh, you know, they need Emmanuel Mosley to be healthy for this season. But they did get better. Uh, so, uh, you know, but look who they passed on. You know, I was talked about Christy Gonzalez, right? New England didn't have any problems snapping him up, did they? No. Uh, you know, he's right there. And Bill Belichick, look at all the great defensive backs he's drafted down through the years. Quite a few. Quite a what few. What did you think? What did you think? And, uh, of the uh, you know, I was surprised he went that quick, to be honest with you. But, you know, obviously they liked him. And also, Christian Gonzalez, I think, was red flagged for something that I don't know what it is. Uh, because I was listening to a podcast or somebody, and I gosh, I forget the guy's name. And he said that he was asked who the best defensive back was, uh, corner, and he said Christian Gonzalez. But he said something like he was talking to a scout that he knew. And he said, uh, you got to dig deeper on Gonzalez. So there might have been some red flag on him. Um, but, you know, it, what I liked about the draft, if they had taken a running back and they only had two uh, picks in the first two rounds, that would have been egregiously bad. All right. But they had a lot of picks to fill a lot of positions. The fact that they got a 34th pick in the draft was interesting, except they used it on a tight end. They could have used that on Keanu Benton or a number of players there to help their defensive line. There were a number of players on the board. I I don't get the Broderick Martin thing. You know, if I had a Lions jersey and I were a Lions fan, you'll never see me do this, and I were heading down to the game, I'd wear a Broderick Martin shirt because I never heard of Broderick Martin before the draft. And, Evan, I think you know me enough by now uh, that, like, wow, Lions took a third-round pick that Pat doesn't even know is. Uh, that's somebody that's a little under the radar, all right? And I looked at it and uh, read the different write-ups on him and, you know, watched him play. I, I just don't see it. All right, I mean, he's big, and but he's an interior tackle, uh, uh, zero technique or one technique right over the nose. He's a 337-pound guy, and they passed on a lot of guys when they took him. So in uh, uh, Hendon Hooker, uh, may long-term be a, the right uh, decision at quarterback. He's he's obviously talented, but there's no chance if golf goes down that Hendon Hooker is going to go in and star. I mean, well, there is a chance, but it's very minimal because he it comes from an offense that is diametrically different than what the Lions do. And the fa- he's a, even though he's older, he's a very much a developmental project, and he's coming off an ACL that's, likely to keep him off the field throughout the offseason when there's the development that goes on there. And it's different just being in the classroom and, uh, you know, it, it, it's just different. So it, it for me, they didn't address backup quarterback while they picked up this quarterback. And Jake Hayner was the next quarterback taken by New Orleans, the next quarterback that 
that was taken who I had talked about. So Brad Holmes passed on a lot of guys that and took some guys that I wouldn't have taken. But when I look at the totality of the draft, Evan, I think it was pretty good. Uh, they're a much better team than they were going into the draft. Well, a better team, I would say. And a much better team that when the season ended uh, after free agency and the draft. And that's the idea of the whole thing. Um, I, I wrote about this. Uh, you should check it out. But, you know, the DeAndre Swift trade was egregiously bad and unnecessary. It could haunt the Lions, you know, in a classic Lions way. But uh, other than that, that was the one thing I thought was egregious. I respect what Brad Holmes did, and I put this up on social media during the draft. They targeted guys, Gibbs, Campbell, Laporta, and he didn't hesitate to go take a branch. He took them, and uh, that's what he should do. How it's all going to play out ultimately, it's like anything else. You, you, you got to give it time and see, you know, the old cliches that they give you about the draft. And that, that's how I look at it. Uh, I didn't have any problem with them passing on Jalen Carter. You know, I love the crocodile tears that have become the Georgia football players. I mean, mm -hmm. my gosh, you know, Kaylee Ringo crying when he finally got taken in the fourth round. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jalen Carter crying like crazy. And I'm not trying to diminish any of that. But, uh, you know, you know, and the other thing, too, and I told you this, Evan, Seattle was going to pass on him because they had the issue with Malik McDowell. Yeah. So, so they didn't, you know, they weren't going to take those guys that they had that were rugged football players weren't necessarily troublemakers. They were the opposite of that. They were guys that you wanted to get into the band of brothers thing on the field. So uh, I, I wasn't surprised, uh, you know, by anything that happened there. And I don't know what uh, Howie Roseman and people are saying, wow, he's such a genius and everything. Well, he's done a great job, obviously. But none of the Georgia Bulldogs have actually contributed to it. So, you know, I got some guy calls up. He's a Georgia fan. It's not Jimmy either. Or, or, yeah. uh, <laughs> Jimmy, love this guy. But, uh, you know, the Georgia players, tell me all these Georgia players that are lighting it up. And I told the guy when he started talking about Jalen Carter, I said, what about Devontae Wyatt? He's like, oh, oh, he forgot about that stupid play that he made in the Lions game last year, which changed the course of the franchise, perhaps. Remember that? He had crocodile tears, too. Yeah. So they should change the name of the Gator or the uh, Bulldogs. Uh, to the uh, crocodiles because they're always crying all the time. Hey, Pat, now with the Lions addition of Jack Campbell at, at 18, do you think the Lions linebacker room is good enough to cover running backs and tight ends? Yes. Okay. Uh, Malcolm Rodriguez has speed. Uh, I know his uh, pro football focus grade uh, wasn't high there. Actually, it was low there. Uh, but uh, I watched, you know, the, the, the line you you sat up there a lot and you know you get a pretty good view of the pass coverage uh, where we sit in the press box in addition you don't have to go look at the 12 uh, all 22 tape or whatever right. it is and uh watching Jared Davis and uh, Tavai and some of these linebackers they've had in recent years uh, Derek Barnes when he first came in uh try to cover backs Malcolm Rodriguez was much better at it and Jack Campbell is rangy 
um, to give you some idea, you know, I mentioned his athleticism. You know, I love this because I talked about him. Like, what, what, what is it with this guy? You felt the same way, didn't you? If I remember correctly, like, how can he be a second round pick based on what the game record? Anytime you've seen him, he, he (laughs) him on the field. Right. And he, he makes plays, he intercepts passes, he causes fumbles, he does all kinds of things. Plus he's six foot five, you know, he has 37.5 uh, inch vertical leap, uh, could have played yeah. division one basketball. And uh, I, I said on one of the shows, I said, man, just throw on Jack Campbell when he's in high school. You see him go behind his back, go up and throw a tomahawk dunk down on some court. Okay. Kid. I need to go watch this. I haven't even watched that. That's exactly well, you'll, you'll see it. It's on YouTube. Just type in Jack Campbell yeah. basketball. And the first few things are him just scoring inside. You know what I mean? Uh, but the last one is he's in open court. He, he dribbles behind his back and throws down some mean tomahawk dunk. And I'm oh, like, uh, you know, this dude, man, come on. So and he says, well, what does that matter? And I said, look, what's the most difficult thing for a quarterback? You know, there's a lot of things, right? Pressure up the middle and things. But what's one thing they really hate? They hate somebody with their arms in the air batting balls down. You know, this guy, if he gets his arms up, all right, He's going to cause some problems that way. He's six five with a thirty seven point. It's like having an outside rusher in the middle of your line. Yeah, super athletic, twitchy muscles. And then the other thing is, there's a catch radius that this dude has, like a tight end. So there's a lot of things about him, and plus he's tough against the run. Knows how to fit his body into space. Uh, I, that pick is going to work out for him. Branch will help him right away too. And uh, so I like, uh, you know, the Campbell pick a lot. Gibbs, you know, people, I said, look, you t- ideally you, you have that back touch the ball 10 to 15 times a game and you accent the amount of production per touch. And DeAndre Swift averaged 5.5 yards a carry last year. And uh, so uh, I think what they'll do with it, because I don't think they're anticipating injury, uh, from Gibbs and him, and I think one of the reasons he took him there, anticipating he'd be more durable uh, than Swift, who was less effective when he was hurt and actually missed uh, a few games the last uh, couple years, is to have him touch the ball a little bit more. But it's going to be inside, outside, uh, doing that, and it hits their offense. Their offense is, you know, pound the ball up the middle and quick rhythm passing game. You know, golf is very accurate. Uh, on short throws, you know, if a, if, a, if a guy's running a crossing pattern or something and he needs to hit him on the outside shoulder instead of the inside shoulder to keep him in stride, Goff does that very well. He throws out routes very well. So I think they're in very, very good shape uh, when it comes down to offense. Defensively, a few injuries in the secondary could get a little dicey. And they need Emmanuel Mosley to be up and running and playing well at the start of the year. Uh, to get the full impact of the beginning of the year. Now, Pat, just one more thing, like on the running back situation that you mentioned, would you rather have, and this is just a hypothetical question because I'm just looking at it from the outside in, you could have taken Bijan Robinson at six, but instead you got Gibbs and Laporta, essentially. Do you think that that duo will be better in the long term than like a Bijan would have been for the Lions? Bijan Robinson, there's a possibility it comes into the league and immediately stars and takes uh, the Falcons to a place that nobody thought they would. He, he, he'd be my pick for the rookie of the year. 
So, and at least we got it right. I mean, we talked about them trading down and taking a running back. Yeah. You know, uh, at, at length in our last podcast, but it was about B. John Robinson, not uh, Jameer Gibbs. That was an outlier for sure. So, B. John Robinson is a special player. So, and uh, Laporta, I think, has a chance to be very good. And uh, obviously, Gibbs has a chance to be very good. But I think your point, if you the question had a point to it, uh, is a good one that those two players uh, give the Lions uh, more versatility offensively than if they just had one back. And also, they just spend a, a pretty good chunk of change on David Montgomery. So, sticking with their uh, original template here. Uh, made a lot of sense that way more than taking a star back and then what do you do with the veteran back that you just signed so and if they and and, and by all accounts uh brad holmes and the actions speak louder than words just loves jameer gibbs i mean that's a player that you know he basically is a football i think he even used the word loves jameer gibbs mm-hmm. so you know by all means do that and take him so you know, one of the things about this and why, you know, I, I said I like the pick, even if I, you know, wouldn't have done it myself, is simply because I appreciate somebody looking at a player, observing a player, you know, scouting a player and seeing something in that player that nobody else does. And if they prove to be right, that's what makes them really good. But you know, somebody like uh, the general manager and their front office, they have to do what they think is right and not care about like what Pat and Evan think, you know, in five years, Pat. So 2028, when we look back at this draft, what do you think we're going to say? Like, could I personally believe Pat that this draft is make or break Brad Holmes. There was so much stock. You had so many pieces to improve your team that I think when it's all said and done, that that's the draft we're going to sit there and look at. I think uh, what we're going to do then, if the, I think the Lions are on the right track, all right? So I think the Lions will have a successful run here in the next few years. I don't know if they'll be Super Bowl champs, but I think they'll get back to the playoffs, and I think they'll actually win uh, some in the playoffs. And that's where the rubber hits the road on, on different things. But I think when we look back, I think we'll look at this draft in conjunction with the previous draft. And with the previous draft before that, the first three drafts of Brad Holmes, and we'll say that that was a key uh, part of the Lions uh, turning it around and being a much better franchise and organization. I think they've drafted well. I think this draft, even though I got a lot of questions about certain things with it, uh, I think was well uh, researched and done. And now we'll have to see what the results are. I like the. I like the players they got. Like I said, I know nothing about Broderick Martin. Uh, the tackle from William and Mary is anybody's guess. The receiver from North Carolina didn't play a lot, but obviously he's got physical gifts. Uh, but the first uh, four players in the draft uh, should be solid NFL players at minimum. And they're getting four players that are starters out of a draft. That's a real good draft. Now, okay, one more hypothetical, and this one just popped up in my head. When it's all said and done, will Matthew Stafford have more playoff wins with the Rams or Brad Holmes playoff wins with the Lions? Because those two are always going to be tied together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, Stafford has what three with the with the Rams with the Lions? I think I, I, I'll go out on the limb and say in the next five years, 
the Lions will win three to four playoff games. Wow. I think, I think Lions right now, because of the way the conference is, uh, they're better than pretty much every team uh, that you look at other than the Eagles. Mm-hmm. The one thing I, you know, again, I, I wrote about this in detail, so I'm not going to go, you know, all over it again in here. But, you know, the Eagles, you don't trade an explosive player who's 24 years old, who is hometown team with a better offensive line, brilliant receivers, and a top quarterback. And uh, if they have to play that particular team in the next couple of years to try to get over a certain hump or win a playoff game even, or to get past the second round, uh, that could come back to haunt them in a hurry. And if the Lions are 1-4 next year, which could entirely happen, it's not the end of the world for them. Certainly it wouldn't be helpful, but they're on the right track regardless. But if DeAndre Swift is going off in Philly while the Lions are 1-4, and four, they didn't trade our two spinner, all right? Right. No, they traded an electric you know, back. Howie Roseman yeah. was talking about him on Tuesday morning and said, we were sold in his performance against us last year where he had 100 and some odd yards. and well, 144 yards, yards, he scorched their defense. And also, and the, Pat, don't forget, it's a contract year for him. So he's right. going to be more motivated than ever. They could have used him for death. things that you said. They could have used him for death. What if something happens to Gibbs? Who they got remotely like DeAndre Swift there? And he no wasn't going to be a sour seed in the locker room and all that. He can't afford it, literally. Right. I mean, all this stuff in my article, but yeah, I just, yeah. my column on it. You know, it's like, you know, but other than that, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's good, but they definitely did a sour. People are like, well, that's the way you treat your players. Yeah. Uh, trade Calvin Johnson in his prime to uh, Dallas so they can win the Super Bowl. Yeah. If you ask it. me, I think DeAndre Swift is plenty happy with the choice the Lions made. This is somebody who counted for like 3,000 yards in three years. Right. Okay. So yeah. this is my last question, right? So I was asking this DeAndre Swift and Jameer Gibbs in college, very, very similar running backs, both speed backs, both catching the ball out of the backfield. Both not the 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 bell horse like getting all the carries right, right. And it's just so crazy to me because DeAndre Swift fell to the second round, and Gibbs went twelve overall, and and they're very similar players. And I understand one has had a few injuries, the other has not. So I think that's where the trade off was. But I agree with you on that, Pat. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Look, I, I'm all for him trading Swift. Don't get me wrong. It's like, well, why the hurry? I mean, exactly. If somebody gets hurt in training camp, all of a sudden you could get a second round pick for him. Well, that's maybe. why we got Mo Ibrahim. And then you, <laughs> Rico likes Mo Ibrahim. He used to talk <laughs> about him all the time. Ask him about him. He likes him. And uh, he actually not too bad. But nope. um, they gave the, him a uh, huge signing bonus, like $100,000. Yeah, they did. That's a lot. That uh, other guy, the undrafted, I like their undrafted free agents, actually. Brandon Joseph could play for them. The kid out of Oregon, the receiver. Yeah, you know, big one. And then and I would Adrian Martinez. Yeah, that that you know, you you had kickalicious, you had snapalicious, and now the Lions assigned fumblelicious or pickalicious, one of the two. <laughs> Every time the game's on the line, put put Martinez out there. He'll he'll do it. Oh, oh man, you know, <laughs> the game of Kansas State, they, they were happy to put that big linebacker guy, quarterback Howard. You know, it's like, yeah, we're gonna get better. So. But anyway, uh, it's interesting. We appreciate your feedback, too. You know, drop us a note, whatever. Uh, check us out. Like us. 
you know, uh, wherever you get your podcast, Apple iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Odyssey.com. It's up on Twitter, uh, Pacabuto98, King of the KC, and of course, 97 won the ticket Twitter account and uh, Facebook page uh, for the station. I put it up on my Facebook page, even though I don't pay much attention to my Facebook page. I, I try to think about doing it. And uh, check out my columns. I'm writing a lot of columns here. Uh, check those out. And the podcast is in those columns all the time about the different subject. Evan, uh, appreciate it as always. Uh, got your tiger cap on. Good for you. The, they're probably right. going to lose the next couple of days. A couple old friends coming into town here. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll talk to you next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.